وَإِذَا and when رَأَيْتَ you saw الَّذِينَ those who يَخُضُونَ they are engaged in they are engrossed in فِي آيَاتِنَا in our verses meaning when you see some people engaging in offensive discourse offensive conversations about what? about our ayat يَخُضُونَ as you know means it's from the root letters خَوَضَاد and خَوض is basically to enter into water and stay in it. And يَخُضُونَ is to basically enter into conversation and just be offensive, be vulgar, be obscene, lose all respect, not care about the limits, just talking endlessly, you know, with disrespect. So when you see people talking in this manner about our ayat, that they're not stopping anywhere. And our ayat means the Qur'an. Ayat, as you know, is not just shari but also kauni, right? So when they're talking about Allah's ayat in this way, they're making fun of Allah, they're making fun of the Quran, they're making fun of the Day of Judgment, they're making fun of Jannah, they're making fun of Hellfire, they're making fun of Hurul Ain, as people do, when they want to have some fun, when they want to crack some jokes. What do they talk about? Things that I've mentioned to you. So when you see people. Having such conversations, Allah says, فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ Then turn away from them. Turn away from them. Meaning, you don't be a part of that conversation. There could be different levels of turning away, depending on what kind of gathering it is. If it is a physical gathering, turning away sometimes could mean that you get up and you go to the other side. Right? Or that you get up and you leave. Or that you ignore what they're talking about and you start talking to somebody else. You pretend as if you're not listening, you're not in that conversation. And you try to do that to the best of your ability. If it's you know, a virtual gathering, like for example an online one, then what does it mean? Leave them. Sign out. Get out of that place. Hatta until يَخُوضُوا They are engaged in fi hadithin غَيْرِ In a speech that is other than it. Meaning, leave them until they start discussing other things. Until the topic changes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not telling us to cut off from people completely. Rather, the instruction that is being given over here is that when they are talking about the Qur'an, Allah's ayat in this manner, then at that time, leave them. And when they start talking about something else, then go back to them. Because sometimes it could be your own family members. How can you cut off from them? could be people in your classroom. How can you cut off from them? Leave that course. If you leave that course, you might never qualify for that degree. Right? So sometimes you have to be with such people. But when they're having such conversations, get up and leave. You could be in a classroom. The professor could be talking about the Qur'an in this way. Even at that time, you cannot be a witness to such conversations. You have to get up and leave you have to try to change the topic. If anything, you have to dislike it in your heart. Make an excuse. Go get yourself a glass of water. Say that you have to go to the washroom. You know, the first thing is that you defend the deen. Right? That when somebody is talking in this manner, you refute them. You can only do that when you're equipped with knowledge. Right? Sometimes... You try to defend the religion. And then at other times what happens is that you have nothing to say. You don't know how to answer their questions. And then you fear that you're going to start having these doubts as well. So then stop right there. 
get up and go get up and leave try to change the topic and if you cannot leave then at least hate what they're talking about in your heart dislike it seek allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness immediately so fa'arid 'anhum hatta yakhudu fi hadithin ghayri wa imma and if yunsiyannaka he makes you forget he definitely makes you forget who a shaytan with the shaytan yunsiyanna from what's the root letters nunsiya if shaytan makes you forget makes you forget what this ayah that you're not supposed to be part of these conversations you're supposed to get up and leave you're supposed to avoid you're supposed to change the topic if shaytan makes you forget and halfway through the conversation you remember then at that time fala then do not taqud you sit ba'da after adhikra the reminder ma'a with alqawm adh-dhalimin the wrong doing people meaning once you remember then don't continue to sit there once you remember then get up and leave because you're forgiven until you have forgotten but once you remember then you are responsible remember that once you remember then you are responsible so you're not allowed to sit there anymore so what do we learn in this ayah that the one who has love for allah the one who has true iman he cannot tolerate such conversations about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and about his deen it doesn't make sense that a person loves another and there are people who are mocking his lover and he just continues to sit there no he will not sit there he will either defend the one whom he loves or he will get up and leave and if he cannot get up and leave at least he will hate what they're talking about so the same attitude we have to adopt with the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what's the harm if you continue to sit there you will lose respect for the deen correct today you were listening to such things tomorrow you will be repeating such things you will be saying them assalam alaikum i find that if you don't stand up for what you believe in either by walking away or by actually saying something or trying to stop them people lose respect for you and they believe that you know what you're standing what you think you believe in is not worth really standing up for yes because if you truly believed in it then you would have done something and when you don't do anything then people don't care about you either people don't have any respect for you so fala taqud ba'da dhikra ma'a alqawm adh-dhalimin once you remember then do not continue to sit there wa ma and not ala upon alladhina yattaquna those who have taqwa the one who has taqwa what does he do he saves himself right he protects himself he sees a big thorn he takes a step back he shields himself So a conversation like this about the deen of Allah what is it like a thorny bush when you come across it what do you do you protect yourself so you you turn away so when you turn away Allah says such people who have taqwa they are not responsible for what min hisabihim from their account min shay'in from anything meaning they are not held accountable for those people at all which people the people who are having such obscene conversations about the religion of allah so the one who leaves gets up goes away because his taqwa demands that from him then he is not responsible for the people who are committing such sin because the thing is that when somebody is doing something wrong when you see munkar when you see wrong what is your responsibility that you get up and you stop it 
correct? And if you know, yet you don't stop, you just go away, and people are doing wrong in ignorance, then yes, they are at fault, but you are also at fault. Why are you at fault? Because you didn't stop them. You didn't educate them. You didn't tell them. So over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, get up and go, leave. So then you're wondering, am I not responsible? Will I not be held accountable for not telling them, for not stopping them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, you are not responsible at all. وَلَكِنْ but ذِكْرَى Reminder, meaning you are responsible for reminding them. You have to tell them, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ So that they can adopt taqwa, they can have fear of Allah. So what does this mean then? That if you get up and go, you are not responsible. But remember that you are responsible for reminding the people. You will be held accountable as to whether or not you conveyed to them, whether or not you educated them, whether or not you informed them. And you can inform them either when they are talking about the deen in that way or later on. You know, sometimes it's appropriate to stop people when they are in that conversation. But sometimes it's not appropriate to stop them at that time. Why? Because they will start attacking you. Or they will become more vulgar. Right? Right now they're joking about angels. Next up, they're joking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then what should you do? Stop right there, go away, and then later on tell them. Later on tell them. For example, your professor, you could be talking about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a wrong way. At that time, you don't find the confidence in yourself to speak out. Okay, understandable. Every person is different in their nature. You don't find that confidence in yourself. Okay, so what do you do? You get up and go. When you get up and go with the intention of speaking to your professor in private later on, you're not responsible. But if you just get up and go saying, you know, these people are going to hell. I don't care about them. Forget it. They're kafir anyway. Jahannamis. And then you just mind your own business. You are responsible. Allah can question you. Allah can question you that did you even tell them? You might say, oh, they already know. So and so, this professor of mine, he says he's read the Quran. I have studied only seven Jews. And he says he's read the Quran. So what am I supposed to tell him? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say over here? Dhikra, reminder. Because you never know. You never know. Your reminder may be helpful. It may benefit them. Just recently I heard a story of this young man. Somebody saw him, you know, talking to a girl. Okay, and, and it was in a public place. And it was quite clear that these two, this man and woman, they were not related. So anyway, this man, he walks up and he obviously he's got a beard. And this is an incident that happened somewhere in the Arab world. Okay. So as he came, the girl ran away. Okay. And that guy, he's just afraid that I'm going to be in trouble now. So this man, this religious man who came up and he said, you know what, I'm your brother. I'm not here to punish you. I'm not here to, you know, take you to court or, you know, hold you guilty or anything. I'm just here to remind you. So he sat down with him and he started reminding him about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the akhirah. So much so that that guy, he started crying. And he wept and wept and wept. And he did tawbah. He changed his ways completely. 
And then what happened? He gave him his number and he said, please keep in touch with me. So after a couple of days, Allahu alam how many days, this religious man, he remembered him, so he called him. He said, how are you doing? You recognize me? He said, yes, of course. How can I not recognize the one who saved me? The one who guided me? How can I not recognize him? So anyway, they planned to meet. This was in the morning. They planned to meet at Asr time. This religious man, he was going to go to his house at Asr time, but he got busy with something, so he got a little late. Afterwards, he thought, you know what? It was my promise. I should still fulfill my promise. Even though I'm a little late, doesn't matter. I'll still go. So he went to his house, knocked at the door. An elderly man came out. So he said salam to him, asked him, is so-and-so here? He said, is so-and-so here? Is so-and-so here? Like he was asking himself, the elderly man. He's like, he, we just buried him. We just buried him. He died earlier during the day, and we buried him at Asr prayer. So that elderly man was the father of that person. He asked this religious man that, who are you? So he said, I am, you know, I spoke to your son once upon a time. He said, you are the one who guided him. You are the one who reminded him. He said, this was my son who used to openly commit sin. Openly commit sin in the house and we couldn't do anything. He was the one who wouldn't pray salah. And now, completely different. How many conversations did it take to change that guy? One reminder. Walakin dhikra. One reminder. But we become very judgmental. We say, so and so, they're so knowledgeable, but yet they talk about deen this way. Forget it. It's not worth it. Why should I humiliate myself by talking to them? No. One email. One message. One conversation. One thing even is sufficient. Walakin dhikra. And you will be asked about that dhikra. That did you tell them? Did you tell them? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ Because where you are concerned about your iman, shouldn't you be concerned about their iman? You're concerned about your akhirah, shouldn't you be concerned about their akhirah as well? So remember, as long as you tell them, you are not sinful. But if you don't tell them at all, then Allah can question you. Just after the party, um, we all the students, like um, we, we know about it, like, we should not waste the food. You know, many plates were full of the food, and when we were, you know, putting in the garbage, it was really very difficult for me as well, you know, to put that all the food into the garbage. And one lady, I said to her, she was really helping uh, the group to uh, put the things back into the garbage. I said to her, can you put all that food into the garbage? She said, no, sorry, I can't do this. But you should be, we should be very careful. When you were telling about this, I was, my, I was feeling myself, my heart was very heavy. You know, we are learning Quran and we were just waste. If we don't need it, we can pack this and we can take it at home. But we should not waste it. So take this as a reminder. وَلَكِنْ ذِكْرَ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ وَذَرْ and leave أَلَّذِينَ Those people who اتَّخَذُوا They have taken دِينَهُمْ Their religion لَعِبًا A play وَلَهْوًا And amusement وَغَرَّتْهُمْ And it has deceived them الْحَيَاةُ dunya The life of this world Leave the people who have taken their religion As a play and amusement The worldly life has deceived them So just leave them what does it mean by leave them? Keep away from them. Don't be in their company all the time. Don't be under their influence. Who? 
those who have taken their religion as la'ib. What is la'ib? Game, sport. It's basically physical activity. Right? Think about it, people playing uh, soccer. Does that involve a lot of physical activity? Of course. So it is what? La'ib. La'ib is with jawarih. It is with the body, with the limbs. So it is, they have taken their deen as just something to keep them physically occupied, something to keep them busy, you know, in the physical sense. So it's an activity for them, something for them to do. Wallahwan. Lahwan, amusement, pastime. Something that a person does to find enjoyment. So, la'ib is with the body, with the limbs, and lahu is where? In the heart. So, they have taken the deen as just something to keep themselves busy with, an activity, something to do, and as an enjoyment, something to have fun with, something to enjoy. So yes, they are busy with the rituals, they are busy with the deen, but there is no spirit, there is no love of Allah, there is no striving to please Him. They are busy day and night with the religion. Why? Just because it is a play and amusement for them. It is just something for them to do and something for them to have fun with. Something for them to enjoy. If they are doing something with the deen for the deen, it is for selfish reasons. Physical benefits, pastime, enjoyment. They are not getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by what they are doing. It's just la'ib and lahu. So today... They're doing la'ib and lahu with the deen. And tomorrow when they get bored of it, they'll do la'ib and lahu with something else. And when they get bored of that, they'll do la'ib and lahu with something else. It's just a phase. It's just something for them to do. Something for them to be occupied with. Something to enjoy. This is why at times they mock at the deen. Sometimes they take the matters of the deen very lightly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, leave such people. وَغَرَّتْهُمُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Their worldly life has deceived them. Deceived them? What does it mean? That they think this life is everything. So they keep chasing it. This is why all they want is enjoyment. All they want is comfort and fun. So they want fun in the deen as well. The ulama have said that this ayah is about people who have invented many things in the deen for the purpose of entertainment and enjoyment. And they take the deen as something to enjoy themselves with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how many Eids has He given to us in the year? Two. Two days where we dress beautifully, when we you know, eat good food, we treat ourselves, we have fun, we enjoy. But for some people, two days are not sufficient. So what do they want? Every other day there should be a party. Right? Every other week there should be a day off. Right? Every few months there should be some fun. They want fun in their lives. And this is why they want to have fun through everything they're doing, even if it's the deen. So if they're going for irtikaf, also there should be games. Right? If they're going for taraweeh, there should be you know, some food. If they are going to an Islamic conference, there should be a huge bazaar and a lot of time to shop there and to walk around there. So many times it happens that there are people who, when it comes to Eid, all that they're concerned about is what? Their Eid clothes and the food that they're going to eat and the fun that they're going to have. When it comes to the month of Ramadan, all that they're concerned about is what? Iftar. Right? When it comes to Islamic events, what are they concerned about? Bazaar. Food court. 
Yeah, it's the same food that you find other places as well. What's the big deal? Fried chicken, shawarma, you can find it other places as well. But the lectures that are going on, you can't find them everywhere else. Right? So some people, what they want is fun, 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 all the time in everything. So a class is just too serious for them. Too boring for them. This kind of attitude Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't like. A believer, yes, he lives a balanced life. He is serious about the matters that require him to be serious. And he also has fun when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed him to have that fun. So people who are you know, concerned about having fun and enjoyment all the time, and even through the deen, they're deceived by the worldly life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, leave them. Leave the company of such people. وَذَكِّرْ بِهِ But again, don't just abandon them. Rather remind. Remind with what? With it. It refers to the Qur'an. Remind them with the Qur'an. Why? Un that not. Meaning lest. تُبْسَلَ nafsun. A person, a soul is tubsala. Tubsala from the root letter is ba, seen, lam. It is taken as hostage. Absala yubsilu basically is when someone is taken as a hostage. Think about, let's say, a bank. Okay? And a couple of robbers, they walk in with huge weapons, okay, huge firearms. And they come in and they say, everybody down on the floor. Okay? And they're like, two, three people are standing by the door, and they've got the gun on the head of the manager, and they're getting all the money out, and then the police comes, and, and they're like, get out of here. But they're like, no, if you try to come in, we're going to kill the manager. You know what I'm talking about? So imagine the manager whose life is taken as what? As a hostage. So then they strike a deal. Hmm? They say, let five people go and we'll do such and such. So they're like, okay, fine, we'll let three people go. Alright? And then back and forth, back and forth. Now imagine that manager against whose head is the gun constantly. Right? He's taken as what? As a hostage. His life is at risk. This is what tubsala means. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Remind with the Qur'an, lest a person is taken in as a hostage. Why? Because of the sin that he has committed. Taken in as a hostage where? In the hellfire. Meaning he's doomed to the fire of hell. He's just stuck there. He cannot get out. Why? Because of the sins that he has committed. And once he's there, لَيْسَ لَهَا It will not have مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah, waliyun. Any protector, any friend, wala shafir, nor any intercessor. No one can save him, no one can intercede for him. If that manager, is there any wali for him? Yes, the whole police is there. Right? The army even can show up. Many people can come to try to protect him. Wali is someone who saves, who protects with his own power and might. And shafir, on the other hand, is someone who protects, who saves how? By his intercession, by his request. But a person who is in hellfire, no one can save him. No one can intercede for him. What in and if ta'dil, it offers compensation. Ta'dil. From ainda lam. And adil is what? Equality. But it also means equal value. So it gives a meaning of compensation. 
So if that person gives some compensation, كُلَّ adlin, Every kind of compensation, لَا يُؤْخَذْ مِنْهَا It will not be taken from it. If the manager says, I have a cottage, I'll give that to you. Spare my life, just let me go. Maybe the robbers will say, okay, fine. Or he says, I'll give you all these big, big codes so that you can access all the government's money. Okay? So they might be like, okay, fine. Yeah, we'll think about it. Maybe some compensation will be taken so that his life is spared. But once a person is caught because of his sins, no wali, no shafir, no adl, la yu'khad minha, ula'ika, those are the ones who, alladheena ubsilu, they have been taken in as hostage, meaning they are given up for destruction, bima kasabu, because of what they have done, because of the sins that they have committed. So there's no freedom for them. No getting out for them. لَهُمْ شَرَابٌ مِّنْ حَمِيمٌ For them is a drink of hamim, boiling water. Hamim, hamim, meem, extremely hot water. Boiling water. For them is such a drink. وَعَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And painful punishment. بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْفُرُونَ Because of the kufr that they used to commit. Because of their disbelief. So what do we learn over here? That a person himself should stay away from actions that bring about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wrath and punishment. And there are not just actions that are haram or actions that are equal to kufr, but also those actions which are just la'ib and lahu. al dunya. He should stay away from these things. And also, he should stop others. You know, like a person may wonder, I'm not watching any pornography, I'm just watching a movie every day. What's the big deal? Huh? That's it, it's a cartoon movie. It's appropriate for children. Watching it every other day, what's the big deal? Okay, you can't say that it's haram, but does this befit a person who is supposed to remember Allah every day? Or is it something that's going to distract his heart? If you spend an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes two and a half to three hours watching a movie every weekend, every other day, what's the state of your heart going to be? I'm asking you a question. Tell me, what's the state of your heart going to be? Is it going to be remembering Allah or is it going to be distracted? It is going to be distracted. I mean, I understand if it's once a month. Okay. But if it's every other day, every week, it doesn't befit someone who is of those who الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ It doesn't befit that person. So this ayah almost reminds us that we have to raise the standard for ourselves. There are some people who take their life, who take their deen as la'ib and lahu. Play, amusement, fun, entertainment, enjoyment, all the time, every weekend, every other day. Today I didn't go anywhere. I haven't gone anywhere since the past two days. I didn't go out to eat this whole week. I have to go somewhere. I have to go watch a movie. I have to rent a movie. I have to do this, I have to do that. You know, life is just not complete without these things. Larib and lahu. Allah says, leave such people. If Allah is telling us to leave such people, doesn't mean that we should become all those people? No. So first of all, stop yourself from being of those people who are constantly engaged in larib and lahu. And secondly, remind others as well. If it's your brother even, could be your sister, could be your children, remind them. Not all the time so that they dislike you, but every every now and then. وَذَكِّرْ بِهِ Remind them. Because they could be caught because of the wrong that they're doing. 
Because today it's one movie, very innocent. And as a person gets desensitized, then what happens? And you go further and further and further. You know like children, they start playing innocent games. Innocent games. The other day I took my uh, children to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay? First time ever. I don't like such places. But anyway, I took them there because it was Eid. And there was a, a very apparently innocent game. Okay? That you're like a firefighter and there is fire and you have to spray water so that you can finish all the fire. And it seems like a very innocent game. But what happens? Next step will be, this game is boring. I want more action. More action. So what happens? And games become more and more violent in their nature. To the point that there are certain games which are not appropriate for certain ages, but still children want to play them. So what happens? They beg and beg and harass their parents to the point that the parents go and purchase those games for their Young children. Right? So what happens? Every la'ib and lahu that you engage in, you go deeper and deeper. You go deeper and deeper into it. It's like if you're in the habit of watching movies, then what happens? You can't stop after watching five movies. You have to watch another one. If you get hooked on a show, you can't stop after watching three episodes. Come on. You're going to watch the next one. And if it's On the internet, you can download all of them and watch the entire series in one night, one weekend. All day you're watching, all night you're watching. It's like a marathon, right? لَعِبْ and لَهْ غَرَّتْهُمُ الْحَيَاةُ dunya. Life of this world has deluded them. They think this TV show is everything. And this movie is everything. And this particular actor is everything. And I have to follow them. And they performed in another movie as well. So you want to watch all the movies then. And you get stuck in this vicious cycle. And it takes you far and far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't be of such people. And if there are people around you who are like this, you have to remind them. Because it's a very steep slope. It takes a person down until he is tubsala, Until he is arrested. He is arrested. And then he cannot get out. Once he's caught, that's it. He cannot get out. Recitation. وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَخُوضُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ وَإِمَّا يُنْسِيَنَّكَ الشَّيْطَانُ فَلَا تَقْعُدْ بَعْدَ الذِّكْرَى مَعَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ وَمَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ يَتَّقُونَ مِنْ حِسَابِهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ وَلَكِنْ ذِكْرَى وَلَكِنْ ذِكْرَى لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ وَذَرِ الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا دِينَهُمْ لَعِبًا وَلَهْوًا وَغَرَّتْهُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا وَذَكِّرْ بِهِ أَن تُبْسَلَ نَفْسٌ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ لَيْسَ لَهَا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَلِيٌّ وَلَا شَفِيعٌ